Hello, everybody. Let's see if we are connected. Can anybody hear me or can everybody hear me? Robin, you can hear me. Okay. Um, there's some people outside uh, on my porch, and I want to find out if they can hear me. There's Joyce. You can hear me fine. Okay, perfect. So uh, this is a little, this is the 3D satsang, as Mike Zerbel has dubbed it, because there are a bunch of people here. And um, I'm going to, I'm going to go down, down there and conduct uh, YouTube from the, the porch and uh, direct YouTube from the porch. We, we will be putting this on YouTube. So if there's anyone that's embarrassed about being on YouTube or gonna lose their job or their wife because they're on YouTube, then you can just click out, you can just click um, your video off if, if you're sensitive to that. If you're not, then please uh, prepare to join us. Uh, so, and I am recording already, and we, uh, and now I'm gonna get up and go back down. I've been running between two computers. Up here, I'm host, and down there, I'm co-host, but I'm on an iPad, and I don't have quite the same control that I have up here. So, it'll be uh, just a minute, and then I'll be back with you. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Good to be with you. It's kind of weird because I can only see myself in a tiny little box because I'm down on my front porch and uh, I'm the officially the co-host of this meeting. The uh, the host of this meeting. There's Betsy. Oh, who uh, <laughs> <laughs> just scooted off the screen. Um, the the host of this meeting 
is also me, but I'm up there and the, the, the computer in the, in the PC is running. So it's, it's, it's double your money today. Um, and I want to show you, we've got a bunch of people here that are regularly here with us in Satsang uh, in person who are here on video. And I'll also just do a little, just a, a little bit of scan. I'm just going to walk out. I'm going to take the, the iPad, I'm going to walk out and just do a quick scan around the yard so you can get an idea at least of how the back of the part of Clarity House looks. So hang on me, hang on for me for just a minute. That won't work because my camera, this is not recording, my camera is. Let me see if I can get this to record as well. Let's see. Yeah, I could get the wrong. Oh, it says record. Oh, it's, yeah, but it's recording up there. So, if it's recording up there, it'll be okay. Won't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. It's just the, it's the technical part of it eludes me. The, uh, so, you guys can see yourselves right now, huh? Oh, you you can. Okay, fantastic. Oh, okay. All right, great. Pardon me, everybody, for the jostling. The uh, so this is um, this is the back porch, uh, or actually, it's the front porch of the cabin in the backyard of Clarity House, and we got Jonathan, and then we got Mike and Huxley, and Kim, and uh, whoever you are, and <laughs> <laughs> Lloyd, and uh, Barbara, Christine, um, Henry, uh, Joyce, and um, this, this guy over here showed up as well, Tom. Tom, like this, okay, like Tom, okay. So I cannot see what I'm filming. So I'm just, <laughs> I'm just filming in the blind. Everyone will have to excuse me. Um, so I'm gonna come out here also. And I'll show you things from there. From this point of view, I'll show you the, the crew. There's the crew from, from this angle. And there's the, there's the cabin and the fence and the path. So I'll just start over here as a matter of fact. I can't see what you're seeing, how much detail you're seeing, but you can see something which is more than the nothing you can typically see. So, uh, and I'll go over here. And do another sweep from over here. Well, I'll get in front of the bench so that we can include the bench. So there's that. This is the part of the yard you just saw from a slightly different angle. There's the back of the house. There's the carport, the fence, and the and, and all of the the landscaping that Betsy has done. The vast majority of them, which has been done this year, along with the fountain, has been done this year. I'll go ahead and go around so you can get an idea. Uh, and then this brighter building over here is what used to be the side porch of the cabin. 
and Betsy enclosed it so that we could make a little exercise room. Uh, there's also another desk and another camera and another mic in there. But we did it um, with, Betsy's trying to keep me alive. I have uh, been deteriorating in front of my desk for the last seven years. And um, the people who are here had seen that in the terms of the way I walk and things like that. So it's, uh, we're hoping that it doesn't have to be either the unit or the teaching. We're hoping that it can be both. And, and I expect that it will be. So at any rate, now I'll come on up and we'll get started with satsang. No extra charge for the neighbor's dog. There's Willie. Right behind Willie is the dog with no face. That's Jack. Hey, Jack. Hey, Jack. That's a good boy. That's a good boy. They're the stars of the show. Really enjoying this weekend. It's been really incredibly special. Better than I would have imagined, and I think better than pretty much anybody else would have imagined as well. It has, it has lived up to expectations. Okay, remember your, remember your voices in the background since we're recording. Thanks. Yeah. So we have been, uh, we're going to continue to do uh, what we've already been doing at the beginning of each meeting here. Oops, I'm going to see. I, I was out of, you were not seeing me. Sorry about that. Let me do this. Now, everybody seeing me okay? Okay, great. And is the, is the, uh, the, the audio pretty good, Robin? Okay, good. So we had a meeting uh, after dinner Friday. Everybody flew in, met us at a restaurant. We met um, on Friday. We went and we had a, a, a meal together, which was lovely. And then we headed over here and had a, a long meeting, probably uh, two and a half hours or maybe more. If yours, if somebody's volume is on on their thing, please. Okay, right. Thank you. The because uh, I, I don't I have the, I may have the same controls down here that I have up there, but I don't think so because down here I'm a co-host for one thing, so I don't have the options that I have up there. Uh, so we started Friday night. We had a wonderful satsang Saturday night, a long one that was just full of energy, and it was the most comfortable that I have ever felt in a room full of people. That's the truth. And that's not my, just my singular experience. Others have said so as well. There was total acceptance by everybody, for everybody, exactly as we were. It was just beautiful. And it's beautiful now, as a matter of fact. And we're glad that you can, we're glad that you can join us. So, um, Let's go ahead and just start with a couple of minutes of meditation, and we'll do that now.
So I wish that I could provide the background of the wind and the fountain at every sight song, but I, I, I can't. But it, but we'll uh, we'll enjoy it for this one anyway. Can you actually hear the fountain, Robin? No, you can't hear it. It's, it's quite loud here. It's it's all it's it's what we can. It's what you can hear unless there are cars or motorcycles going by real fast. Um, it's it, that's all you can hear when you step into the backyard. We have the the big fence and everything. Uh, so let me go around and welcome the, the we don't have a big crowd here we counting these people we have a pretty good crowd um, but let's go around and welcome those who are here but not here I love that <laughs> so Ellie it's a pleasure for you to be with us love and that's a great view of your tree thank you very much and uh, Robin and Susie of course it's always a pleasure so glad to have you all with us and dear Marsha, hello, Marsha and Kat, the, uh, and as, as is usual, but you're not knitting, which is a little unusual. Oh, there you go. Thank you. <laughs> Can I call him? Um, and Neil, welcome. Neil has uh, just this week joined uh, the, the continuing students program, so you're going to see a good bit of Neil. And Lior is actually... Uh, who's with us is um, also in the, uh, the continuing students program. And that's the nun I can see. Let me see if there's a second page. Oh yes, oh I see, oh, more of it here than I thought. Great, so um, Mike, hello, how are you? Mike L, great to see you with us. And uh, tell me how to pronounce your name, please. Um, Agamaria. Oh. That's just, that's my username. My name's Alex. Nice to okay, meet you. Okay, Alex. Great. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. I couldn't have said yeah. that. <laughs> and David, it's wonderful to have you with us. It's great. I can only see nine on a screen on this big iPad. That's the reason I was a little confused. And Susan, hello, love. I hope your son had a, a good wedding last weekend. Hey? Oh, great, great, great. Beautiful. And Jane, what a pleasure. Hey, dear, how are you? And here we go, Philip and friend. And uh, Philip's friend, please, I'm gonna, uh, Philip, unmute yourself and let your friend introduce himself. Yeah, hello, I'm, I'm Jordan. Uh, so come come toward the microphone, please, we can't uh, hear you. Hi, hi, I'm Jordan. Jordan, okay, terrific, thank you, Jordan. We're, we're glad to have you with us. And, um, Sadly, there's Ian Selby. He has showed up despite my warding him, attempting to warding him off. Hey, Ian, how are you, pal? Love you so much. So glad to have you. And the delightful and beautiful Barbara St. James. Hello, dear. Greetings to Texas. And John Wiersbe in Michigan. Yes. The, uh, right, I got it right. Uh, it's, so, it's so good to see you. Let me see if there's a page three. There is a page three, and Silvio in Germany. Hello, dear. It's good to see you. Wonderful to have you with us. And there's Michael Knoyer. Hello, Michael. Pleasure to have you here, sir. And Priya. Hey. And here's Michael Gungor in the back of a, of a, of a Uber, I guess, because 15 minutes ago he was on the porch, but he had to leave to go catch his flight. So I'm glad you can catch us on the fly there, literally. 
and uh, and there's Christine, which we just had her photo, not um, not her live feed, but that's fine. And we're yeah, maybe we can get her live feed there. We're also finding out how many people can, um, how many uh, people the the network can withstand, but I don't see any difficulties at all. And I think I'll, we'll get some warning. So let me see if there's a page. No, there's not another page. So um, it's going to be important. Let me see. Manage. All right, good. There we go. Now I can see the main board. Just a second. Okay. So um, we'll we've we've done our meditation. We've done our uh, introduction. Um, Chris is and and Kathleen are not here from Iowa today, so we'll not have Chris to explain the room for us. Um, what I'm going to do is just tell you very quickly is if you're not talking to me, please keep your video muted as everyone's doing uh, here. At least they're doing their computers muted. Now they're, now, now they're muted as human beings as well. And um, <clears throat> the, if you would like to ask a question, if you look at the bottom of your screen, you'll see something that's, is it called participants? Yeah. And you'll see a little uh, icon that says participants and you can click on that and you'll see a way to raise your hand. And uh, so if that's if you want to ask a, a question or make a comment. This is a little bit different sort of satsang for, for those who are fresh, freshly new, because we are, um, everybody, well, everybody over here in this room has already awakened. And, um, a lot of you out there have too. So, so, so it's not like I'm the teacher and here's what I got to say. It's I am the facilitator and it's your meeting. It's your satsang. There's no teacher here. You can, should be able to see that very clearly. But if you can't, I promise you there's no teacher here. And there are no students here either. But it will appear that way if you are looking at a computer. So see the lie, but don't believe it. That's the key. Just see it, but don't believe it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, open the floor. Anybody that has a question or a comment, it's going to be important that you raise your hand because with via the um, uh, the little thing on the little raise your hand feature, because I can't see the whole room. I usually can see the whole room. Y'all can only see 25 at a time, but I can see more than that at a time. When I, from from the from my other chair, which is the host chair, this is the co-host chair. Um, so because I wanted to record it, and I don't have any idea how it would work on this. I don't do it. I don't have memory takes anything else. Um. So anybody, anybody that's here, got a question? Lloyd. Since Chris isn't here today, I'll I'll give the call on. Okay, great. That's perfect. So let, let me, can y'all, uh, yeah, so Robin, can you hear Lloyd or not? 
Okay, you can hear him. Okay, go ahead. You could be a little, a little louder, yeah, maybe. A little louder. Why don't you Why don't you get up and come over here for just for this? And this will be the chair. Okay, we'll make this the hot seat. And uh, we got well, now we got Lloyd directly across from me, and we should be able to hear him just fine. All right. All things return to the one. To what does the one return? Ah, very good. So let that hit you for just a minute. And then I'll ask you a question. How does the one return to that which it never left? Very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be my answer. No, no time at all. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No time at all. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> Lloyd, do you have another question, comment? Um, that's a bad question. I have nothing but comments and questions. Um, but I was thinking uh, over the weekend of, about the concept of clarity. Mm -hmm. um, clarity House here was in for three days and the whole concept of clarification and clarity. And I started thinking about it and I suddenly realized that clarity is just a concept and I have no reference for it. When I'm wondering about clarity, then there's no clarity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And when it doesn't come up, then. If I'm asking myself, am, have I really, uh, am I really awake? The answer is no. <laughs> the, um, and <clears throat> Because what wakes up will not need to ask. Doesn't mean that you couldn't have had an awakening event, by the way. It just means that you're not presently awake. If you were to ask that question, I have a there's a post on the website if you want to search that. It's very old, but um, it was it was put out on several different websites at the time about uh, am I awake yet or not? Something like that is the name of it. I think you'll find it if you Google it. But do you have a go-to definition just in, in uh, a lie you can tell about clarity? Um, how would you describe it? Clarity, yeah. So clarity is always here and always clear. Because when we talk about clarity, we're not talking about me or Tom or um, Lloyd getting clearer or Jonathan getting clearer. What we're talking about, because it's uh, clarity is always here and it's always as clear as it gets. The key is that the conditioning that clarity is utilizing as a video camera, this body, that these things are chock full of conditioning. And it's not just the conditioning they've received in this time around the planet. We don't have to talk about reincarnation. We can talk just simply notice that there's something called DNA. <laughs> and all of what that is really is, is that's patterns. DNA is just simply patterns that are caught. And so clarity is the absence of the character. It's not the presence of anything because clarity is already here, but it's the absence of the character, which is noticing which is what I said earlier, which is noticing that there's no teacher here 
and now you can look at your screen and verify that. <laughs> and um, and that there are no students because I'm just out here on the porch with myself. That's just it's, that's the way it works when there's only one thing going on. So seeing what you are not is the is the most significant step that you'll ever take in spirituality and seeing what you are is actually equally important but that's a graduated thing usually seeing what you're not you'll that's also graduated you'll see that more and more clearly as you spend time in post-awakening but there's usually not always not always there's usually an event and that event that we call the enlightenment event or the awakening event is just the oh my god there's there that thing over there across from me can see that there's no inhabitant no lord there's there is it's inhabited by an animating presence and that's what i'm actually speaking with that's what's also actually speaking is the animating presence and our confusion is that we are one of those bot that we are a human body i thought this morning i'm going to do a video i think on youtube where i just talked to awake awakeness as uh and address its issue which is that it thinks it's a human being and <laughs> see if i can help it straighten itself out in different corners of the world and maybe maybe it'll be uh, maybe it'll be very helpful maybe it won't you know maybe i won't even cut it I can't know because I'm not in charge. And what's saying that is just a sense of thread. There's no one here that could be in charge. There's no one here who could not be in charge. Uh, rest assured, awakeness is not in charge here. There is no one driving the bus. It is just careening through the streets of Paris. You have a window seat right now. Half of you are delighted and half of you are terrified. So bear with being delighted, that'll pass. Bear with being terrified, that'll pass. And uh, join us here. Thank you, Lord. Go but ahead. The character can't get clear. The character can't get clear. And that's the, that, that's, thank you, that's the central misunderstanding, is that we believe that the personality that you think you are, I thought I was a Fred Davis for 54 years, something like that. I don't know, a lot, very long time. And I was just assumed that this unit was a was a, a Fred Davis, and uh, well, I assumed there was a Fred Davis, and that I was Fred Davis. Whatever is saying that I, I just I just knew I was a Fred Davis, and that this is what a Fred Davis was. Right? I knew I was the body, and I was wrong. And the coming, the awakening is really coming to recognize that it's the opposite of stay awake up awake a lot of times until we can stay awake awake a lot of times until we can uh whoever that was please mute oh was was it me and echo let me let me turn this back around then and face face it maybe that'll help okay so as usual i'm calling somebody out and it's my issue <laughs> nothing nothing new about that um, so it's the recognition that the character cannot clear because there is no character. How much does Fred weigh? Nothing. How tall is Fred? He has no height whatsoever. 
How much volume does Fred take up? None, what, none at all, because it's an imaginary character. But we talk about Fred Ness, that's a whole other thing. Now, I will tell you that within the deepest scheme of things, Fred Ness has no height, weight, or volume either. But within relativity, our experience of this world, and there's, a, there's Fred Ness here, repetitive um, patterns that are identifiable, and uh, I was trained to call it Fred, and now, now this thing has trained you to call it Fred, um, but it's all a lie. It's all, it's all, all just made up. But it's but it's it's not really harmful except for the fact that it, that you live a life of suffering until you find out that's not true. <laughs> we were talking at lunch, and the idea came up that uh, for clarity that um, natural laughter. When yeah. you, when you're laughing naturally, no one's laughing. Right. And you may recognize that later, but during the laughter, mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. free of character. Really. That's it. And that's that right. fake laughter, we can usually perceive that. Yeah, right. And the, the, this, this thing, the, it's not Fred that laughs all the time. It's awakeness laughing at the joke of Fredness in the sense that there's a, is that everything, this whole Clarity House compound and the rest of the earth um, is... Uh, What were we talking about? I just just skipped laughing. Laughing. Yes. Okay. So it's the it's so it is everything which is see, let's see there was no Fred there when I went when I went there memory disappeared and it's just like oh, oh, where am I where am I in relativity I'm, no, I'm nowhere otherwise so it's the idea that everything believes that it's one thing that's the predicament is that everything believes it's one thing. I probably won't cut that video now that I realize that we're going to talk about it some in this because of Lloyd's fine direct questioning. And, that, and that's, the, that's the central predicament. And what happens is when we go to a um, non-dual meeting or we're watching a non-dual video or um, we're reading a non-dual book, the, the mind will tell you that the author of the book or the one that's in front of the camera on the video or the one that's on the stage in front of you, that's an enlightened person. And that, or, the, or, or you're thinking they're a fraud, which, which would actually not be wrong, but, they, but it doesn't mean that they're a, a bad sort of fraud. Um, but you will think that there's an enlightened one over there and that you, the unenlightened, are over here and if only you could get what they've got then that would be the end of your problems and or you would be in eternal orgasmic bliss good luck with that um, it's <clears throat> so <clears throat> in a way problems do disappear um, but they only disappear for awakeness not for the character I was in a, in a terrible relative dilemma when awakening occurred here. And when it was over, to my great surprise, I was still in a terrible relative situation. And there was, almost, there was a wave of disappointment, but it was not awakeness's disappointment at awakening to itself. It was 
Fredness's disappointment in not having been set free because if you'll follow me closely here, you can't set something free that's imaginary to begin with. So our predicament is that we have all of our hopes pinned on the idea that a character that we have just invented in, with our head, in, in the head, and when I say we, I don't mean individuals, I mean that a whiteness has identified as. It's, it's, it is, could be thought of as confusion, but it's not an error. It's not a mistake. It's not a mistake for, for a whiteness to either know itself consciously or not. That's the way things are. And the way things are is always the way that they should be. But we have, we have had our hopes pinned on the idea that an imaginary character would one day, hopefully soon, hopefully permanently, dear God, that an imaginary character would come to see that it's an imaginary character. Well, do the math on that and see how you come out. It just cannot happen. An imaginary character can't. It's the reason in awakening sessions, I, I will often tell people, well, I'm, I'm, happy to, I'm, I'm happy to wake a Sandra up, but sadly you didn't bring me one, so I don't know what we're going to do now. <laughs> and those of you who've had awakening sessions with me know exactly what, uh, what I'm saying here. Um, and uh, I, bet, well, I bet that's my buddy Seth on the telephone. I don't know that, but it might be. Hey, Seth, if that's you. Hello, whoever you are. If that's not, if you're not a Seth. Um, and I see that Robin has a question. Robin? Yeah, it's not so much a question as, a, as a, an exclamation. It's, uh, it's as if I, I feel like a bottle of champagne that's just been opened. <laughs> <laughs> Energy-wise, uh, feeling uh, everybody, uh, there's something different because you're all together physically, the ones who are there. I don't know what it is. Anyway, that's, that was just my introduction. But uh, Fred, the, uh, the video you put up yesterday, there was a very good uh, pointer in there, among other things, which was the, uh, the, the chemical reaction between acids and bases. Yeah. As being, uh, you don't. The acid doesn't take it personally. <laughs> exactly. Like, like we do. I don't know if everybody's seen it, but I thought maybe that. And the name of that. And the name of that video. I can't re uh, call it right now. What is it, Robin? What's something about the title? Well, I'll, I'll think of it later, and I'll and I'll bring it up. But look at my. I'm just talking to everybody out there that y'all can look up my latest video. Um, it was a metaphor to describe, and it's not just a metaphor because it's part of 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 of, of the world. That uh, oh, it's looking, it's looking through the unit yeah. instead of as the unit. Mm. That's what it is. Yeah. And life unfolding is just the the the, the meeting of patterns, uh, uh, setting off patterns, as it, as it, like a chemical reaction would. That's it. And I, I wrote on the comment that it's that's so we're all alchemists. Yes. If, if we have the obs observing standpoint, the, the standpoint of the observer, which was what we do, which was who we are, uh, then uh, then then we're not uh, we're just seeing a reaction like as if it was a chemical reaction. So and just and be aware that's what what's what's actually viewing the reaction is is there's no actual viewer there, which I know you know. There is a sense, there is, an, there is an observing, just in the same way that everybody watching this video right now can notice 
that there's a sense of, of, of liveliness here. There's a sense of life here. There's a sense of presence. But we're not talking about the presence of God way out there, over there in my neighbor's yard. We're talking about your own presence right here. The physical, just notice the physical. That's a good place to start. It's a good anchor. It's not true, but it's a good anchor. And you can feel <clears throat> there's an aliveness here. You can feel it in your, uh, in your veins. You can feel it um, in your muscles. You can just feel it without any of those things you because and what's feeling it is it because there cannot be anything in the absence of the sense of being there must be observing and the common way to state that is there must be an observer but i can't find an observer and when i say i i don't know what's talking i just i know it's awakeness but what is that right let's just tell ourselves the truth isn't awakeness awareness consciousness all of these things, they're really code words that we use so that we can come together and try to talk about that which cannot be talked about, but which is absolutely delightful to try to talk about. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if I, if I finished that. I don't, I don't I have no idea what's going on. So, hey, Robin. <laughs> well, uh, I just thought I'd like to share. I went to see a, a Toy Story 4 yesterday. Uh, talking about animating and uh, the whole co uh, premise of these films is that uh, you see uh, the toys are animated when the humans are uh, are gone they're animated they have their own lives oh uh, yeah there was a scene where one of the uh, main characters is watching a, a, a human child playing tea time tea party with some of the dolls yes. and they're all saying oh look now it's going to be the tea time party thing and these, so the, 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 the dolls are looking at the humans animating other dolls. The whole thing's animated. And uh, what the, 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 the film, I hope I'm not spoiling this for anybody, but there's one detail I want to share because the, uh, the main, the little, the little girl in the film, Bonnie, she, she, she makes a, a, a puppet out of a fork, out of like trash. And at the end of the film, she's made another one, and it's a, a little girl fork. It's a girl, a trash thing out of a plastic fork. And the, she comes home <coughs> and meets the first fork, and they were all, they're happy to see each other, and you can tell there's romance in the air and so on. But the girl fork has just been created. She says, but how, how can I be alive? And that's when the film stops, because the, the, the other fork, the, fork, the first fork says, I don't know. Yeah, that's it. And that's what it really blew me, blew me away because usually the Disney will supply all the answers so nobody's yes. out of anything, you know, right. and the, what you're supposed to feel and so on. But I thought yeah. it was so, I mean, I'm sitting there so completely sick. Wow, it's this non-duality for all your money, you know. So anyway, I just thought we that. Talked about, we talked last night about how the creative community, um, which, in, you know, I've worked with some filmmakers and that, this, the non-duality, that, that's, because that's really a statement. Uh, of the non-dual statement, whether it was intentional or not, and my guess is that it was quite intentional. Mm. And that, that, that community, um, Hollywood is very much on board with this. Mm. And um, it comes out in movies uh, on a regular basis. It can be a little bit of movie or it can be the whole, the, the whole thing. But the 
what they're point what they're pointing to there with that idea of how can I be alive and one fourth talking to the just created thing, that's what philosophers call that it's turtles all the way down. <laughs> the, the, the joke is is that one philosopher tells the other one so that one one philosopher asks the other one, so um, what is it that's holding up the world? And it says, well, a giant tortoise, giant turtle. And, and so he asked the philosopher, well, what's holding that up? And he said, well, um, another giant turtle. And he said, well, what about that? And he said, oh, it's turtles all the way down. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm finished, Fred. Thanks, thanks a lot. Thank you very much, Robin. That was great. And who else wants to talk? Somebody, somebody, raise your hand. Don't, Alex. Don't be, don't be shy. If you have a question, who is it? Tell me who's raising. Susan Foster. Okay. See, I can't see it. So Susan it usually pops up over here, and it hasn't. Susan Foster. I'll have everybody. I'll have. Step up to the microphone, dear. Thank you, Fredness. It's so fun being there here. <laughs> yes. So um, the uh, Robin sharing about Toy Story reminded me of a dream I had last night, which was quite ah. beautiful. Everywhere I went, everybody was awake. Oh, beautiful. Well, and that's a, that wasn't a dream. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. The, but you were there, and Byron Katie was there, and all the people that everybody used to think in the dream, used to think were nuts, are now just everybody get, got it. It was so sweet. Oh, that's beautiful. It was so sweet. Yeah, everybody came to life, as it were. Yeah. So I've had um, the, one of the people here, Henry, had um, a dream some months ago, right? Yeah. That... Uh, when when he when he came into the backyard here, he he, he re recognized the, the the yard from the dream. He knew he'd been here before, and it wasn't <laughs> wasn't like the little deja vu thing. It was knowing oh this this is where I was. Correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Same time of day. Yeah. Yeah. Right. All of it just clicked. Yeah. Right. Right. Perfect. So, and I'll tell you, those of you who haven't heard it, it's a, it's a, it's a great story. Um, is that, uh, so by the way, Susan, I once had a client tell me that when they woke up that Muji and I were dancing together in the living room. And I don't know Muji personally, but I would dance with him if he was. I was kind of hanging out with Byron Katie in my dreams, so. Okay, good, good. <laughs> I used to too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I had a, um, a, I had a gentleman this week that I had an awakening session with and he was following me very clearly there was no fight left in him he was just, just he, seeing it just as we went he, oh yes, oh yes, oh yes and it was just getting deeper and then when we got to the part where everybody here knows that if you've been through an awakening session, there's a part where I take and I open up the brain. I split, I split the brain. I have a mock brain and a mock skull. 
when I split that open, and I'm not going to tell you what I'm doing, but when I split that open, my client went, oh, Fred, Fred, oh, oh God, oh, God. And I said, <clears throat> what's happening? And what's, what's going on? And he said, <clears throat> months ago, I had a dream that some tough boys got me and they put me, they pinned me on the ground and they split my head open and they went to my brain, my brain and they did the hemispheres and they opened it wide open and they said, and they asked the question, where's Alessandro? The, uh, so it was, which was essentially what was happening with me as well. Now that I've killed that one, uh, the, uh, <coughs> and uh, Alessandro, if you're watching this, love you. And uh, Alessandro is in Milan, Italy, and uh, it was just a just a great session. It's always fun when I don't have to fight my way to help you. When you just just lay down and just just act as if I was. Pretend that I'm telling you the truth, briefly, you know, all it really requires. Um, so I cannot see, has anybody else got their hand up? So, so we need somebody's hand up or, or one of you guys can ask a question. Christine, you look mighty alert. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's check it. Mike? Yeah, please. I'm going to turn the, it around so you can see Mike here now. And can, um, you see, can you see yourself? Okay, good. I just thought about sharing some of the stuff that we have, have come up here. Um, Night and along the idea is that we can't make a mistake. The, we're using the analogy of mountain climbing because Betsy likes to watch mountain climbing. Actually, and we talked about the documentary that was that was so great about the mountain mountain climber. That you know, um, in some sense, there's an ultimate sense of safety that you can enjoy that thrill of you know not knowing if you're going to miss and fall. Right? If you're really identified with the character, like. In, in that area, you're not going to mountain climb. <laughs> <laughs> not long. <laughs> but it was funny how it connected with, uh, you know, like uh, the, the, the what's going to be, what am I going to say? And how, like, often I'll mention social anxiety about, you know, that uh, that's just the label or the, the imagination that of conditioning that, that I've experience but oh that's not different than mountain climbing it's like what am i going to say i'm like I'm, I'm afraid is it going to be right or is it going to be wrong <laughs> it's not different than mountain climbing so yeah. it was just a, a really cool little twist that came up this weekend yeah and um uh and then michael gungor shared this really cool stuff about that i relate to about the difficulty of if you're you know, supposed to meditate in meditation, you're supposed to notice the thoughts, and or you're supposed to notice the space in between the thoughts, like a train train cars going by. And I just would 
be frustrated. Like if I try to notice a thought, how, well, it, it's already gone. How am I supposed to notice it? And um, and that's what he was bringing up that it's it's okay to just kind of train your attention on the thought. But where when like when Lloyd was talking about clarity, it's exactly right. Like, well, what does that even mean? And and so like not having to be wrong about the thought, I I can try to train my attention on the thought, but it's really just another way of saying attention on attention. Correct. Which is, so, you know, and what's kind of cool is that it's, you know, like the camera through the, through the uh, film and if it gets too hot, it burns the film, right? Yeah. So there's, so this is all just thought too. That's why it gets weird and why I'm not sure what I'm saying. <laughs> but there's something beautiful about you know that permission, and and then you just you know then it's just attention on attention. It's the it's burning the hole through the thought, seeing through the lie. It's what yeah, I was saying earlier. That's it. You know, it's like it's not even a lie. It's just it's seeing through. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's, right. Um, like Joyce and I were talking at breakfast, uh, you know, about our our loss and you know grieving um, parents and partners, uh, and that's similar. Like the the, the fear of that that grief kind of keeps the grief alive for a while is what it is but if, if whatever it means to train our thought on it there's that hole that, that there's the hole of grief that the character can't help but you know as a character to learn that experience limitation of lo losing what we think we are but then there's the wholeness that's possible of that, like that the hole in the film burning through the film. Yeah. Right. And then, you know, and then I came with my mom. It's like, you know, you know, the words are going to be like, Oh, this is my mom seeing that that's an opportunity in the yeah. middle of the grief. Yeah. You know, it could be sad and yeah. then it could be, Oh, you know, and this is getting her to feel for herself or, or you know, weird and words. An, initially grief or depression or sadness of any kind. And I, I'm not telling you that this is this ends the, the jobs for clinical psychologists or psychiatrists. It does not. But I'm just giving you a pointer, which is that at the beginning, it would it feels like the grief is overwhelming, and it probably is. So don't resist it. Just allow it to take you. Just go ahead and because and if if you're awake, for God's sake, please don't ask yourself the question or to get make the statement. If I was really awake, I wouldn't be grieving. Because the great thing about knowing who you are is that it allows for the character to be itself. It allows for that unit to, because awakeness has surrendered to the unit. And it's, it's not trying to control anything. And, the, and, the, and therefore, the, the human being, because they... Unit is a great pointer, but it can sound very cold. And so the, the human being is able to allow that just to wash because the first thing you find out in most instances, I could be wrong about some, but in most instances, what you find out is that it doesn't kill you. And that's what you thought is that it was going to kill you. And so finding out that it doesn't kill you can help to realize that, okay, well, if I, if I have to bear this, then I will. 
and and then you it may it may advance to a stage where you notice this is very very painful this is horrible but if i had to live with this the rest of my life i know i could and then there may be a further unraveling i don't want to predict what your circumstance is going to be like but i can tell you that in my instance there has been quite a bit of unraveling from from that place and i'm going to Mike, you got anything else? I'll just add to that we shared a little bit about, along the lines of what Roy brought up about clarity, he also brought up about pride yesterday, and the subtleties of, of pride. And I, that was like, I used the example yesterday of like an AA, the amount of time you've had, even though you might be running around saying it's only one day at a time, there can be a subtle pride of the time that you have. And, and then those that don't have it realize they might be using the, the abstraction of time for those that are newcomers that will only hear one day at a time if you say how much time you have mm -hmm. but it's the one the one day right right now and so that occurred to me that the clarity thing is the same it's thing right it's like not it my clarity you kind of become a little clearer about that maybe not but it's not that, but it's not my yeah it's not, the, not the my that gets clear yeah <laughs> and so then like an aa it's the service that becomes interesting like since there's not really any clarity in the term that those terms like mike it's like mike it's like it's almost funny now to say that mike weighs 170 pounds but that that didn't make sense one time and still kind of can mm -hmm. so the, like kind of being interested in other mm -hmm. like what, what fred of course is the paradigm for <laughs> yeah. that, that, that it's like well, really interested in clarity so, oh, be, that, because <laughs> you you cannot hold clarity in the mind, but there can be clarity in action. And clarity in action is when when action is occurring in the absence of, let me turn it around, back around. So clarity in action is when action is occurring in the absence of the character. Uh, the old um, Taoists were really clear on this. They, with their idea of Tao, is that Tao is, is, is that simply you allow it to go through you. You just, it's that Tao, the watercourse way. Just let it go as it goes and allow it to pour through. And our job really is, to, is in spirituality is to just hold an attitude, is to hold an attitude that I would like to be the, the less friction to doubt than I am now. In other words, I'm willing to be other than the way I am. It's that willingness. It's not that it's a personal willingness, but it doesn't matter. It feels like a personal willingness and it's, you must, if, well, only if you want to wake up and be clear, but if you want to wake up and be clear, then you have got to, then you have to surrender to that. We have to, and everything else but there is no sense there's a sense of personal surrender but there's no one here to surrender so in truth it's always awakeness surrendering to the character like everything else in this teaching as everybody in this room could tell you it is exactly backwards you know from right from go it's exactly backwards which is we were talking earlier about that projection 
that there's the enlightened one up there on the on the dais, or here's the enlightened one talking to you, and and well, there's enlightenment talking to you, and but it's only talking to enlightenment. It's there's only a whiteness speaking with a whiteness. There's no there's no other. So, in the absence of an other, why don't you you could do this exercise right now actually. Just you could close your eyes. Notice the thoughts of individuality, but just notice them. Maybe you'll be able to see that you don't know what's noticing the thoughts of individuality. That individuality is what sets you up for other. There's me and the world. There's me and you. There's me and grief and me and happiness. What if there was no me at the center of all of those thoughts? What would you find here, right now, if there was no me and thus no other. In the absence of your character, and I say the absence of your character, not because you're pulling one out of this picture, but really for the fact that there's not one here and there never has been. So just notice that there's no character there, awakeness. And then look through those eyes, not as those eyes. And you'll find the same world, but utterly changed. Now you are observing and we can't find out what it is that's observing, but we can call it, for now, we can call it the witness. We can unteach that later. For now, we'll just call it the witness. What there really is is witnessing. Because in the absence of a Fred, all I can find is this. And I don't know what this is, and I don't know what it is that doesn't know what this is. That's how thoroughly ignorant I am it took me years to get this ignorant, and I'm and I'm certainly not clamoring for knowledge now. My my my, my big movement is just how how much more ignorant can I get? Right? What what can I what am I believing now that is not true? And when I say I, I'm speaking as as, as a whiteness because there, I can't speak as anything else. There is no thread. But it's a whiteness identified as a human being, which is not happening very strongly over here or out there with the, on this porch. But <clears throat> there is, but a whiteness believes it's one of these. It identifies with thought and it says, that's my thought. That's my thought. And it, it, there will be the attempt to Listen to that bird. Now, that's not 
my bird or my song. There's number one on the relative level. There's just bird and just song. But on the deepest level, well, you can hear it for yourself now. No bird. No bird. And no need for song. Okay. So I can't remember who even who asked the question. Oh, Susan. So Susan, did I ever get to answering your question in there? I think so. I, I mean, from a, a Jungian analysis, you know, dream interpretation of it, it would mean all of the characters that I was seeing that were everyone was awake, all the teachers, but also just people I was passing. Yeah. All the parts of the self were waking up. That's it, because because that's all there is, is there's only a whiteness. And in this right. dream, in this dream, the dream character was able to see oh, there's only a whiteness. There's no one here that's not awake. Because the idea of awake and not awake, the red herrings, they because they're they're body centric, they point toward here. And when we go to if we're not very, very, very careful, we're going to go to a retreat and we're going to think that the 150 pounds of enlightened meat on the stage is, is going to help this 150 pounds of enlightened meat get squared away. Yes. And, yeah. and, and, and really there's only, there's no enlightened meat. There's only enlightenment. There's only, there's only this, which enlightenment is a word, so that we can talk about that which can't be talked about, right? It's interesting when you first started today and you were panning the group, that's what made me trigger the memory of my dream because that's, ah. that's what it looked like. Yes. All yes. the people and everybody sitting and, and then other people moving around. There were a lot of different teachers and uh, yeah. Yeah, sweet. that's exactly the scene here. There's yeah. a bunch, bunch of teachers here. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Thank you, Susan. That's beautiful. Thank you, Fred. Okay, I'm seeing that. Oh, I can just found out something. So I can now see raised hands, and the next raised hand is Amy, and then Jane. I see you behind her. Fantastic. Hi there, Fred. Yes, Hi everyone. Love you just you. Um, I just wanted to open up to you, Fred, and the group that when I was um, studying to be a yoga teacher, we were looking at some Zen koans and one that really, really struck, struck me and has stuck with me ever, ever since was um, if a tree falls in a forest and there's no one there to hear it, does it make a sound? And it just, um, I don't know, I just, I just love that kind of, that Cohen and the fact that, well, I'll just open it up to you, Fred, and to the group that, oh, we're all individually, all one and all the center at the same time. I don't know if that makes sense. We're everywhere and nowhere. We're everything and nothing. What? 
the way Nisargadatta used to express that, it, it would say, I breathe in and I am everything. I breathe out and I am nothing. And between those two, my life turns. And that's about as well put as it can be. So this idea of, <clears throat> see, if there's no sense of being, there's no tree and no forest. <laughs> so the idea really of that Cohen is to turn everything on its head, which is the, the typical use for a Cohen, is to either turn everything on its head or just simply stop the mind so that uh, it can, so that it can, Occur so that awakeness can fight its way to the forefront. Right? Um, and uh, let's see, Jonathan doesn't even have a. You want to? Oh, that it's, it's needs to be muted. Please. Yeah, I believe. Okay, all right. It's just nice. Here's muted. I can't tell on this iPad what's playing. The um, so, uh, Amy, did 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 that get us where we wanted to go? Yeah, that was that was beautiful, and it's so lovely to see you all and the trees and the birds. And it's yeah, same as Robin. There's just um, tangibly, I don't know, different kind of vibe tonight. It's yeah, beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's the the voice is amplified because there is number one <clears throat> I, I, I can only express my experience there's a very very keen alertness here because I've got a room full of amplifiers so <clears throat> this here is hearing differently and it's speaking differently there's the, the 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 actual audible hearing is the same, but the but the depth is different. And I do think that there's you know we there's there's very little difference. I mean there's not enough to warrant uh, airplane flights necessarily. But would y'all agree that there is a difference in being in person? Yeah. Yeah, every big time somebody says, yeah, it, it, there really is a difference. It's um, <clears throat> so, and I try to play that down because I do everything on Zoom, and it's not necessary, <clears throat> but it is noticeable. And I can tell you, is that it is noticeable. And of course, it doesn't hurt that I have everybody mesmerized with the beauty of clarity. <laughs> okay. Thank you so very much. So glad to have you with us today. And if you will remute, I will go to Jane. Jane? Hi, how are you doing? I'm very well. How are you, love? I'm good. I'm good. It reminds me, I don't know if the same thing happens in the States, but when, when you're a kid at school in the summer and they allow you to go outside and have your lessons under a tree, and then, ah, you don't, yeah. and then you don't want to go back inside. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, that's very good. <laughs> perfect weather, so we've been able to to be out here uh, day and night. It's really, uh, really just been a marvelous. Yeah, that's good. And and I just really wanted to say, um, really, how thankful I am for for this group and and for your your hosting and your unteaching of of the group. I ha I had an experience this week where. Um, I was on a three-day uh, kind of a, a retreat run by a woman who was looking to combine something called um, the work that reconnects, which is something which a lot of people who are looking at planetary change kind of are doing. So it's a sort of the idea is there's a, like a cycle of sort of grieving and coming to terms with, a looking at, and then a going forward. So there's this idea that there's this cyclical kind of process, but was also trying to combine it with a a spiritual understanding called the three principles which i know that you've heard about and it was really it was really interesting um i, I and I, I found what really me was um the certainty with which some of these spiritual ideas were being correctly explained and i was kind of going Oh, I think it's kind of like a paradox, not really sure, difficult to know, and, and, you know, using the language that we do. And I was yeah. sitting there and I was giggling to myself just because I was like, I sound the most hopeless non-understander. There's these kind of couple of very intense people who are looking at me going, but it's like this and yeah. it's not like that and you don't have right. to be your thoughts. And I'm going, yeah, and it's, right. you know, and it's and and it's paradox and how do you hold it and i'm here to explore this idea of what's happening with the planet as jane within a dream in that movie and there's and there's an experience here to go in and feel those emotions or have a shared discussion with the people here that's what's beautiful about this process and and like a sort of attempt to spiritually bypass a, a sense of grief or that kind of thing is is doesn't doesn't seem sort of like helpful we're so, not here to bypass anything are we exactly exactly so it was really it was really wonderful and then and then i can see like the jane patterns going well she's a bit of a smug bitch isn't she and then going <laughs> Who's the smug bitch? Who's the smug bitch, Jane? <laughs> because like, uh, there's a Jane here thinking she knows more. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're. That, that's that's a that's a very good talk, but you're completely wrong. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so there's there's all those patterns coming up, but 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 held still. My sense is still just held with a bit more kind of lightness and a bit more like. Ah. Yeah. 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 That's we're, we we don't have a soapbox here to stand on. We're not sure of anything. Yeah, like, we've been here this weekend. Nothing has been accomplished, <laughs> 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 but it's been accomplished extremely well. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So so it really I just it really gave me the it really just struck me and I just wanted to say thank thank you for that it could, because uh, it's so relaxing it's so relaxing for I mean it's it, it I guess it's something be, I guess there's an element of of 
there's a truthishness of the paradox like that there's there's something there but also the, the the body and and the the being and the like feels uh, it it comes with all those kind of senses of that the that the 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 units kind of let off the hook yes uh, yes from yeah. needing to know or do or be anything other than it is because because there's um this acceptance and this allowance of oh well that's playing through and that's the way it happens yes yeah it's i don't think i can end it man. well done <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much thank you jane i'm so glad well, you did more, more lessons outside more lessons outside please <laughs> 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 I've thought about. I've actually thought about cutting videos outside, um, and but I just never did it because it's so easy in there, and I have the professional camera in there and the professional microphone and all that. Whereas out here, I just got an iPad. But I'm just discovering that you know that that flying without my pants on is okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've got a good co-pilot there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. One thing that we noticed <clears throat> here together, and I mentioned this earlier, but I just can't overstress it, was how comfortable it is to be in a room full of yourself. Because that's what this is. And there's so much love here. that there's not room for anything else. Thank you, Jane. Now let's see who we have. Okay, uh, we need, a, that. Um, it looks like uh, that's the two that we've had, so um, that I had waiting. So we need a speaker. You can put your hands down if you have not yet done so. That would be great, so that I can see them when the next one comes up. Amy, I think your hand may still be up, if not mine, but, but just check it. This is the only part of the song that's true. somebody put you right on the spot we don't get a volunteer Sylvia 
you have something you'd like to share with us? Oh, I see. Here's Leora. Let me, I'll come back to you if you have something you'd like to say. But right now I, I have someone. Someone is taking the bullet for you, dear. <laughs> so, Leora, how are you today? Uh, good. Uh, yeah. Tell us where you are at the at present, Leon. Yeah, it's night here. I'm in Israel. Yeah. The tired, the, the not so good in speaking, but um, there is a lot of, of thought here about. Uh, Ramana Maharishi about uh, and, and a lot of thought like like the great uh, sages who uh, and then I say how, how can I uh, of course there's no no I here but but it's still there's a sense of an eye there. Yeah, There's a yeah. sense of Leon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's very big. It, it's very... I don't know what to say. No, no I just... Uh, I don't know how to comprehend this, you know, this... Uh, uh, So I don't either. So we're in the same boat. Is that what 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 you're really noticing is that it can't be comprehended. It can't be understood. And freedom comes from the abandonment of the attempt to understand it. Let it just just let it go. Let this be. Because there's nothing really difficult and there's nothing distant about this. this this spaciousness that contains space we'll call it space just because it's easier this space is alive it is aliveness it's life itself and it's accepting everything exactly as it is with every, quote, personal flaw, every imperfection, every thought, every thought, thank you. Yeah, that's what was hustling. Every thought. It's accepted just exactly as it is. That's what we, that's what we've noticed here about being together in person, is that there's just a different level of, of a, of allowing this space that we can't avoid just be here and notice that it's not our space. We don't have space. We don't have awareness. There's not some, there's not a mechanism in the head that is holding consciousness. There's a mechanism in the head that is processing consciousness, but there's not one in the head that holding consciousness. Consciousness is holding the head and the Fred and the meeting and, 
and the, the world and everything else. And the, when lest we think of that as being something that's really, really, really big, we just want to notice that something without boundaries is without size. It's not very, very large, nor is it very, very small. It just is. And that's incomprehensible. Just this, as it is, is incomprehensible. But the, but the seeker's journey is to try to get to the bottom of that, right? The seeker wants to know, what does this mean? Well, it doesn't mean anything. Here it is. It's not, life is not pointing towards something else. There's only life. There's only this. And when I say this, in this instance, I'm going, I'm going beyond manifestation. And this is including that. That is the potentiality from which all of this has arisen. It is the potentiality that you are. It can't be described. It can't be experienced. But something happens anyway. Here's the paradox is that there is there can be a sense of bleed through because we can know of it you can notice that there's a sense of being but it hasn't always been here prior to the birth of the Fred unit I can't remember anything nothing so the sense of being now it's easy to say, well, there's that's your sense of being. What about my sense of being? But there's just one sense of being. There's not but one thing here. My sense of being is your sense of being. Now the sense of being has channels, so to speak, so that when one of these goes out something else pops up in the little box on the screen. And uh, now there's an, it's, it's, it's a new channel, but it's, but it's not really new. It's a, it's another, it's an infinite channel within infinity. It, there's no beginning. There's no end. It just isn't. We have to remember that eternity is a complete absence of time, and infinity is the absence of space. And anybody here can tell you that there's something prior to this spacious awareness that the sense of being is. something prior to it however it's, it's it is it's prior to language so we we can't actually describe it this is the reason all teachers will tell you authentic will tell you that all I can do is point because that's what you can do you can point well and Kathleen Sutherland has joined the meeting and just got a little pop and that's wonderful hello Kathleen. so 
glad to have you with us. And um, Mike Zerbel, you wanna? Oh, you were waving at, at Kathleen. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I I'll have to I'll have to find her on my screen. <coughs> yeah. There she is. Hey, Kathleen. Good to see you, dear. <coughs> <coughs> Last, uh, last hour. So it's, well, nothing's been said, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing of consequence happening. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a brilliant sort of no thing. Yeah. Thank you, Barbara. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Lior, if you would lower your hand, that would be good. Um, so that I can see the next person who raises their hand. Thank you, Lior. And uh, we need a volunteer. Kathleen, good. I was hoping you would have something to say. Well, I suppose that's kind of reckless to just roll in and volunteer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I figure this is a safe place. I hope all of you um, at October House have had a really brilliant and wonderful time. I'm sure you have. Doing and saying nothing. Um, I was just, uh, I guess I'll just give a report. I went out to um, lunch with my brother's in town from Michigan and uh, went out to lunch with Chris and my mother and um, it was all, all pleasant, but I found out I'm really out of the loop because of my health problems. I missed the, ha the family reunion in Vermont and um, my mom's friend brought up that my niece is getting married. So here I am asking my mom's friend, it's like, oh, Liz is getting married. <laughs> and she looks like, <laughs> asking me. <laughs> And this is the sort of thing that used to make me ashamed of my family before. Like, we really don't know what's going on with each other. And frankly, we, the truth is, we don't care that much. That's why we don't know. Because um, we're just not that close. But then when it kind of comes up like this, everyone, except me, gets a little embarrassed. I see my internet's unstable, I hope. It's all right. You're doing okay. fine. Um, but anyway... Um, I was, I was happy. I'm excited for my niece, but she's found love and I know she's been with her boyfriend for like three years or so. So I'm sure it's a good match, but she lives in Alaska. And so I said, oh, I said, of course, I can't go to the wedding because of health problems. I don't travel. I can't travel. And my mom brought up, it's like, oh, we'll see about that. Maybe you can. It's in the spring. Like, she's so oblivious to what's going on with me and it hurts me because I think she thinks that I'm making all this health stuff up so that I can get out of obligations or something like that and um so I just really brought awareness to it and she's never really going to understand because I haven't confronted her you know she said something like if you get this special chair if you wouldn't be so stubborn Implication being then I wouldn't be in pain. It's like, okay, I'm glad you found the solution for me. Thank you very much. Um, you know, but it's just like, 
it does bother me, but, but not really because it's just her conditioning coming up. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, and the, the sad thing is that I won't be able to attend the wedding. The good thing is I won't be contributing to global warming by flying my butt to Alaska and um, Chris's as well, because he'd have to come. Um, you know, I, I'm sure I can see the video, but it is what it is. It's not my fault. I'm not doing this to dodge family obligations. Um, and so I was just able to kind of sit there at lunch and really enjoy seeing my brother and seeing my mom and her friend and just having a good lunch. But being aware, it's like being aware of awareness. It's like everything is perfect. And then I was thinking, you know, I could be at Satsang. It's like, I'm Satsang for this. Say that again, please. I didn't hear it. I was thinking, you know, during lunch when I was starting to get annoyed, I was thinking, I could be at Satsang. But, <laughs> but then I thought, you know what? You are exactly where you're supposed to be. It's, yeah. like, it's not possible for me to be anywhere other than where I am. And so now I am here and I'm back and it's great to see everyone. But I just realized how powerful that is. If you just, you know, love everybody. I was loving my mother and, and brother and company and, and know that everything is unfolding exactly as it is. Then you're living as peace. So I just want to express that I'm just so grateful for that. It's really wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you, dear. It's, it's, it's really lovely to have you with us. I'm glad you could show up. So, and as far as what someone thinks of it, uh, like thinks of us, what, what, does, what does the world think of me? Well, there's no me here. So the world thinks what it does about this unit and its actions. But really, it's a bunch of empty-headed units thinking, uh, making a empty opinions about an empty-headed unit. Mm -hmm. There's just nothing happening there. So it's okay. But believe me, it's, if, if the slings and arrows of the public could kill you, I'd have been dead long ago. <laughs> so you notice that love shows up in all kinds of forms. And sometimes it's love is shows up in forms that the units doesn't meet the unit's preferences. But it's not the part of the play that's wrong. What it does is because that gives you, I mean, I'm not saying that this is why it's happening. It's not really cause and effect like that. But we can use that nonetheless to our benefit by noticing that the consciousness that's here can open up and allow even that harsh love into our lives and notice that it doesn't have to make me go foggy. It doesn't have to throw me off. It may. It does. It was supposed to. But it's not actually required. My response is actually not required nearly so often as I think. The right, like, my response is actually never required. 
there will be a response, but it won't be mine. And that doesn't make any difference whether I identify as Fred or identify as whiteness. It won't be mine anyway. Because we've, just as we've come to see that there's no one here, we've come to see that there's no one in charge. And, and when we first wake up, we can, there can be that feeling. It was for me that, oh my God, I can't believe, it. I believe all that stuff. How crazy was that? You know, and, and, and uh, but, but now I'm in charge. <laughs> and <clears throat> that had to be seen through too, I'm afraid. It's that, This happening cannot come to understand this happening. <laughs> so we start, we stop seeking. and start noticing this happening. I read this morning a quote from the Gospel of Thomas, I think it's the fourth one in the book, what's saying in the book, and I'm not going to be able to say it verbatim, but I can give you the idea. And it says, notice what's in front of your face. And, all, and basically all of the rest will be seen. All of the rest will be seen. Notice what's in front of your face. So what's in front of my face right now? Well, let's see. Do I have a face? Uh, the unit does, doesn't it? So even if the unit notices what's in front of its face, it can notice that there's this awake space. But if awakeness can notice that it has no face. That it has, as the headless way points out, it has no head. It has no face. It has, it's not what it has, because it has nothing. It is everything. And it simply is. There's no way for the mind to hold is. And when we quit trying to, what if you are already awake right now? What if everybody watching this video was already awake-ness right now. Because there are no awake units. There aren't 10 or 12 awake units on this porch. 
there's only a whiteness, which is showing up as diversity, but it's still a whiteness. These two silver bracelets are completely different, but they're both silver. It's the same thing showing up in different places, in different ways. That's the unicity of all of this. The truth of unity and the sense of diversity. The experience of diversity. But that expense of that, that experience of diversity doesn't mean it's true. It's just an experience. But it's okay if you want to believe that this is true and that there's just oneness. But what is it that's outside of oneness that could understand, come to understand that there's only oneness? Is that, is that even possible? I mean, can oneness discover itself as other? Can oneness experience itself as other? Can oneness experience itself objectively? No. But a whiteness can experience itself objectively as oneness. And what we, what we have here is these are images in the mirror <clears throat> who are unwilling to notice <clears throat> that who, who, who don't believe in mirrors but you're an image there has to be the mirror and while we're on the subject of images how much does an image wag We're walking in the desert and suddenly notice a mirage. Jack. Jack inside. And that Willie just left the porch going in search of him. I was afraid if I muted the mic in there that you wouldn't, uh, that it wouldn't record the sound here. I have no idea about the technical aspect of this. We're just doing it. And that barking is not a part of the meeting that's not supposed to be happening. Actually, we should all be very quiet so that we don't disturb Willie's barking. Because that's what's, that's what's central here. We thought it was our meeting, didn't we? But who's our? Within relativity, there is meeting. Betsy come out to try to retrain the little unit. Oh, it's a cat. I should. Thank you. <laughs> so what you're listening to there is, is that little dog did not make a decision. There's a cat and I've got to find that little dog 
sitting here and it moved off the porch and it could and it, it, it just responded probably to what Jack said there was a cat. It ran as far as the conditioning would allow it, which it ran as far as the iron gate. That's as far as that conditioning could go because there was being met by other conditioning. And we could even say that there was a spontaneous reaction, which was since I can't bite that cat, I'm gonna bark at it. But it wasn't a decision-making process just when the dog hit the gate or actually prior probably. When the dog conditioning and the, and the other conditioning really thinks he's an individual, and he believes that cat is something else. And that he believes that cat is intruding on his property. And he thinks I'm his human. You know, and he has to keep me around so that I can feed it and pet it, keep it safe and warm. What's up with it? It's all perspective, folks. But there's no perspective, conditioning has no perspective whatsoever. It's 10,000 years of dog conditioning. We kept them around because they would warn us of danger. And they learned to do that very, very well. And now Betsy's up there trying to untrain 10,000 years <laughs> of conditioning <laughs> by saying, in the face of the cat, don't, don't, please because there's something important going on down the hill. Right? But the only thing, only reason that this down the hill is thought to be important is because awakeness will think it's this unit in the middle of everything and that everything right in it, that this is important and anything out of it's attention. You can't have anything outside of awareness. But that anything out of its field of attention is, is secondary, tertiary, barely matters at all. But then there's something, and it comes into attention. But the thing to notice is that attention is not something you control. You will hear me say, to bring attention to attention. What I'm really doing is just punching a whiteness in the, with my elbow to see what will happen. Sometimes when I poke it with the elbow, attention will pay attention to attention. Which is when I can see myself, but I can't see myself other than these reflections. All of these reflections here on the porch, all of these reflections that are elsewhere in the satsang that I can see as I turn these pages. And all of those who are watching, you're not watching this. You are this. That's you in the tree. 
Aren't you lovely? You can't hear it, but the sound of the fountain is behind us, and it's just beautiful. But it's the silence that's really golden. Because without it, we couldn't hear a thought. There has to be contrast. There you go. Spontaneous. Hello, Gavin. Good to have you with us. This is the 3D Satsang where there are actually people here. Satsang members you normally that we would all normally see on camera are here on the front porch of the cabin in the backyard of Clarity House. And it turns out that it is the perfect place for satsang, which I already knew. But there's no one thing to know it in the head, and there's quite another to experience it. To experience it is just the sweetest, the very sweetest. So we're sort of waxing philosophical here. I see that there's, there may be somebody out there that has a reasonable question. Kathleen, I see your hand up. No, sorry, that was just from before. I'm finished, oh, thank you. Okay, yeah, so if you'll, if you'll lower your hand, then that will, then we'll, then we'll <clears throat> open the floor back up to questions and comments. We've still got plenty of time, okay. Yeah, yeah, so 3D Henry. Yeah, come to the hot seat. Yeah. Actually, you've got to keep. Well, well, yeah, come to the hot seat. Come to the hot seat. There's 3D Henry. <laughs> <laughs> so the question is um, socially, it feels like there's an urge to come from somewhere as an individual. So where, where do you come from socially? How do you come from nowhere? So, well, you can't come from nowhere because nowhere is not a place. Right. You can't, and you can't arrive here because here is not other than nowhere. <laughs> there's just this. There's no, see, that idea, what you're noticing is that there's a sense of individuality. And there was a strong call for you to come here for this weekend. Yes. That's part of the totality. There's no Henry who felt a call to come here. There's, there is the experience of a Henry. There's the experience of a longing. But I'm always longing for myself. I am longing for myself. Yes, you see that? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. So we're all long, longing for deeper, richer experience of our self with a capital S. Nothing else to long for. Nothing else to long for. <laughs> no. 
and there's nothing else to long. <clears throat> and there's this is part of the process of awakening. There's a breeze now, it's beautiful. I'm experiencing myself as breeze. And breeze is experiencing self itself as the cooling body. But I can't understand that breeze. <laughs> I can notice it. I can't avoid it. And you can't avoid yourself. Somehow the silence is very loud in our presence. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little different to be here, is it not? Yeah. But it's but notice that it's your silence. And you don't have it, you are it. Very deep and rich. Very deep, very rich. No richer. No, deep, deep and rich are, are failed attempts to describe oh, yeah. that, <laughs> right? But it's, I mean, it's perfectly adequate. I get it. That's good. That's the way I'm, and it's a language that I would have probably used. But it is still language. Right. It comes into, it, it sort of orients experience in a different way. And there's somehow it or orients experience so that it feels like deep, rich yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> Which that's, that's sensible. Yes. Which yes. is coming from yes. the unsensible. Yes. Yes. And um, I, I was with someone this week and uh, they told me that they were uh, ep that they had epilepsy, and that their first grand mal seizure was when they were seven years old, and that with the onset of that seizure, there was no concern for the body writhing on the ground or trying to bite its tongue or swallow its tongue, because there was no one there. That's what he saw. There was no one there. He said, I don't know how to say it. It was like sand in the wind. And yes, that's exactly it. it there's a sense of pixelation, but there's really only the vastness. With senses arising and falling, recorded by these sensing devices, imagined by these sensing devices it's crazy crazy yeah every, every sensing device on this porch has been thoroughly convinced that it was a videographer <laughs> <laughs> but it's just the camera there's no videographer we can't describe this because there's nothing other than this 
to describe it. Thank you. Thank you. Back to the cold seat. <laughs> <laughs> Enough of the hot seat. Somebody else here want the, want, want, want the hot seat? Let's see. I've got some hands up. Okay. Alex, I'll take you first. Hey, Fred. Hey, everyone. How are you? Doing well. Chiming in from Connecticut. Oh, good. Good. Great. Nice to have you with us today. This is your first time in Satsang, I see. Yeah. 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 Um, so I was pretty curious around. We've gotten a pretty deep practice of, of watching thoughts come through and seeing yes. everyone. Um, and then seeing that one too. Um, and, and I, I always wonder, like there, there seems to be deep untruth in each thought and, and ever since kind of starting to wonder about non-duality and thinking about it, it seems that it can be pretty disorienting in trying to actually move forward with things when each thought seems to contradict the next one. And there doesn't seem much ground to be acting on from thought anymore. But at the same time, there doesn't feel like there's also a place that is spurring any, any movement from inside for this unit. Um, and I guess in that process of deconstruction, do you, is there a point where you do kind of start to touch a new motivation or a new sense of what to do and, and where does that come from and how does that, what, what does that feel like? So we talked about this last night actually. And the recognition of true nature is that there's no Alex, that there's only this. Notice, however, that Alex Ness, the sense of Alex, is waiting on something else to happen. Soon, hopefully. But there's no soon. There's people watching this video that have been gonna wake up soon for 40, 50 years. I, I wake up all the time. Because there was a, there's an idea that I'm gonna wake up soon, real soon. I'm just missing that one little piece. But that one little piece is the only piece that counts. What, you, what is generally available is the teaching of clearing, which is beautiful and wonderful and helpful. But if one is not already awake, one can't actually hear that teaching as it's being taught. You, we can hear a version, and that version is, is, can be beautiful and useful. And everybody's doing exactly the right thing. All teachers are teaching exactly the right thing, even, even the false ones. We need false teachers. How do we know? We have them. So, usually the lack of motivation, and you mentioned a, a good word, which was deconstruction. And usually what the lack of motivation will because we have seen what we are not, but we have yet to really experience what we are. 
because what we do is we deconstruct the Alex character. Who does that? Hmm. Yeah, it's more, it's more of just a verb of it happening, not, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a tough, it's a tough question. I don't think there's an answer I could really give you that. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And, and and it's interesting. The unmotivation, it's it's as if the other place that I guess would be sort of doing that deconstruction is the place that doesn't have the motivation and it sees all of the motivation that seems to be like ill-directed still. Like the, the motivation of the conditioning. And I think when I was saying I see the thoughts that seem untrue, it's or the feelings that seem untrue, it's as if those are the motivations that the other place doesn't really want to buy into. So first off, let's check thoughts. The easiest way to discover what which thoughts are true is to notice that if it's a thought, it's not true. That's so there are no true thoughts, none. And nor is there, nor is there other place. See, what it can feel like is that it can feel like that Alex is getting clarity. I remember when it felt like Fred was, was getting clearer. Like I'm really, I'm really getting this thing, said Fred. But there's no Fred and there's no Alex. So there can't possibly be a Fred and an Alex who are getting clearer. Mm -hmm. That's part of the play, but it can't be true. It's a thought, but it can't be true. What's actually happening is that awakeness is intermittently experiencing Alex-free moments. Mm. And when you take away what's false, the truth is what's there in its place. Truth shines. We don't have to, we don't have to, to invent the truth. <clears throat> we don't have to construct the truth. We just have to uncover it. That's the reason this is an unteaching, because we're all looking to add something to ourselves. I can't wait till I get enlightened, because then I'll be more. Then I'll have something that I don't have now. Enlightenment is not a process of addition. It's a process of subtraction. So what you can begin to notice is notice the actual mechanism of the dream itself. This teaching is very good at pointing out the mechanisms of the dream because there's nothing to say about truth, right? I mean, <laughs> there, there, it, but the dream, oh, now we have something to talk about. And the mechanism of the dream will be for Alex to feel that he's clearing. And just when that happens, ask, who is it? Stop, take attention, turn it around, just like a, just like a snake charmer. Take that attention, turn it around, and just push it inside and see. Can you find the one who's clearing? Can you find the one who is declaring it's clearing? 
and I'm going to suggest that you will not. What you will find is nothing. And it's this nothing that we have to see over and over again, because until then we will attribute all these thoughts to an Alex. Mm -hmm. And there will be an Alex trying to figure out which of Alex's thoughts are true and which are false. There's the, the first lie that you're telling yourself, awakeness, because I'm not speaking to an Alex, there's not one here. So the first lie that you're telling yourself, awakeness, is that you're an Alex, that you're a human being, that you're a Fred or an Alex, or a Susan or a Philip. That's the first lie. That's the first believed thought for every human being across the world, every time, every day. It's always, without exception, the first believed thought. And once it's believed that I'm a Fred, the second believed thought will also kick in. And the second believed thought is always going to be, and there's a problem here. I'm a Fred, and there's a problem here. I'm a Fred, and I can tell I'm making a lot of spiritual progress. And I can't wait until I get to the end of this spiritual process and I can graduate. I can tell you that Fred wanted to graduate to become one of those guys who could just go drink beer and watch football from the sofa. I didn't want, I was just like, I've just had it. I don't want to read any more of these books. I don't want to listen to any more of these complex teachers. I don't want, you know, I, I, I don't want to think about this. I don't want to. I don't want to meditate. I don't want to do anything. But there was nothing that was trying to do something that it was labeling as nothing. Can you say that one more time? <laughs> <laughs> there was nothing that was trying to do the something that would help the nothing gain what in truth is nothing, but, would, but which in thought is, I'm going to gain that thing which I'm lacking, which is my understanding of the other place mm -hmm. and how to get to the other place. See, the funny thing about oneness is that there's no other place. Mm -hmm. what, what's happening right now through every a unit that's not awake and to a little extent through the units that are is that there is an experience that I'm a Fred, I'm an Alex, I'm a Jane, I'm a Sylvia, and soon I'm going to have it. Soon I'm going to get it. Soon I'm going to find out, and it's going to be clear as a bell. And when it happens, my problems will go away and all will be well in the world. And what I discovered when upon awakening was that all was well, but not in the world. 
not from any perspective that sees a world, a separate world. There's always problem there. Those problems will never be solved. The only problem that can be solved, and it's not a problem because it's not a mistake, but the thing that can be come to be seen is that there's no Alex to be missing anything. There's just this. Let's see, this is, which there's only this, and this, there's only this as it is. But when this as it is, is identifying itself as being one thing versus everything, then this as it is, is waiting on something else. <laughs> and there's nothing other than this. There's no more of it, there's no less of it. This now contain, contains the sound of an airplane. That's this, it's not that. It's, now it's the airplane's meeting. It's got the floor, whether I like it or not. And it's saying something. It's saying I'm an other and I'm making noise which is disrupting your meeting. There's no other. Just this. Oneness is waiting for a different oneness to show up. And once, and once it does, I'm gonna see it. But only thing that can believe it's gonna see oneness is something that believes it's not already oneness. So now we'll close. Thank you very much, Alex. It's a great Thank way you. to close the meeting. We're gonna we're gonna meditate for just uh, a, a few minutes here. And you can join us and I'll close the room soon but not right now and actually this room never closes satsang is always here kathleen just moved from unconscious satsang to conscious satsang but there's only herself thank you for joining us thank all of you for being here god almighty what a weekend Beautiful, beautiful. I will not be leaving this unit, this meeting, but the unit is going to get up and go to the PC and cut the recording off.
Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. I love you all. Hey, Gavin, I just saw your face. It's so lovely that you could be with us for at least a little while.